This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Praise the Lord. God is so good to us. Well, praise God. God's good. Well, I want to bring you a message today entitled, Last, Last, You Will Be Different. You Will Be Different. Matthew chapter 20, verse number 1 is where we're going to begin reading. Matthew chapter 20, verse number 1 says this, for the kingdom of heaven, notice that, it's really important, for the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. Notice that's about 6 a.m., At nine o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and he saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard. At noon and again at three o'clock, he did the same thing. Now, this is interesting to me because he's having a busy day on the farm, but notice where he is. At five o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again. That just tells me that he was the one that was doing the run to the Home Depot for all the supplies they needed. (laughs) At five o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and saw more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They replied, notice this, because no one hired us. Landholder told them, he said, then go and join the others in my vineyard. That evening he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. When those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more. But they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour. Now, who who did they say? Notice that. What, what are those words there? Those people. Say those with me. Those people. You might be in trouble when you start a sentence with that. Those people worked only one hour, and yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered one of them, Friend, I I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? Notice verse 16, please. As a matter of fact, why don't you read verse 16 with me? So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. May the Lord bless His Word. 
What a powerful phrase we read there. That the last shall be first and the first shall be last. That's one of those phrases that, of Scripture that's kind of made its way into our, our society. You'll hear it used in all different contexts. Uh, you can hear that one used when you come into the, to the uh, busy shopping days at places like Walmart. And as you step up on those busy shopping days and, and there's a long line, uh, you've heard, I've heard that there when all of a sudden at the back of the line, some little lady will say, well, the last shall be first. There's those moments to when the child is chosen last for the ball team and you hear that phrase, it's okay. Remember, the last shall be first. The what, what is that? The last shall be what? And the first shall be last. Just making sure you're with me this morning. You see, the reality is this saying really doesn't make sense to us because it goes against logic. It doesn't make sense when we look at it from man's perspective. Can I tell you that I have pulled up to the table with some of my relatives and if you pull up last, you might as well prepare to get nothing? It doesn't make sense with where we live. You see, we all know the saying, but most of us don't understand the power of the parable that Jesus was sharing here. This parable helps us understand, listen to me carefully, uh, what makes it so difficult for us to understand from this is what Jesus is trying to do is he's trying to show us how to follow him in a thing called discipleship, and none of us really like that thing called discipleship. And before we dive into this, the meaning of this this morning, I think it's important to, for you to understand why and where Jesus was when he shared this, this parable, the, the launching pad for this parable. It is an interesting time in the ministry of Jesus. The crowds have begun to abandon him. He's no longer popular because he keeps talking about things they don't understand. He keeps saying somebody's going to kill him. He keeps talking about dying and, and coming back from the dead. And then he even goes as far to say, you're going to eat my flesh and drink my blood. They don't understand what he's talking about. And so they start abandoning him. And then and things are getting a little bit tighter. And maybe the money's getting a little bit different in the ministry. And they're thinking we're going to have to have another miracle of the fish and the loaves. And all of a sudden this young man with all kinds of resources comes up and says, I'll help fund this ministry. And Jesus looks at him and says, well, if you want to, if you want to fund ministry, go take all you have and give it to the poor. And the young man goes away sad. In the middle of all this chaos, the mother of James and John, two of the disciples of Jesus, comes and, and, and she tries to push her sons to the forefront. And she tries to make, make the ministry about her sons becoming what she thought they needed to become. And, and it causes all kind of confusion and arguing and fighting among the disciples. And I'm just going to stop right there in that atmosphere. And I want you to understand, let me make this real clear. Whenever something about the kingdom of God becomes about us, we are really on the wrong track. You see, our focus must be on God and helping others get their focus on God. If your focus is about you, if your focus is about what you receive, if your focus is in those places, you must change gears. You must shift gears and get your focus on God. The response that Jesus gives in the middle of all of this chaos, the response that he brings in the middle of all of this, he says, God, you've got it all wrong. You don't understand. You're not looking at it correctly. This is not how God wants it. And in Matthew chapter 20, verse number one, I want you to notice this. He says this. He says, for the kingdom of heaven is like, whenever you see that in your Bibles, you should underline it. Whenever you see the kingdom of heaven is like, you should take time to pay attention to it because what Jesus is saying there, he's saying, I want to show you how to follow me. 
I want to show you why I've come. I want you to understand that there's going to be a paradigm shift in your life, and I want you to, to pay attention. You should mark that thing in your Bible. And there's something honest about this passage that I need to tell you. He says, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And honestly, I've got to tell you, I struggle with this passage. It's a little hard for me sometimes because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't go along with some of the things in our lives because uh, you, you go, well, Pastor Don, you know what? How dare you admit as a pastor that maybe you don't like every scripture? I didn't say I didn't like it. I said it's hard to understand because so many times it seems like the one who's trying to serve ends up in the back of the line, but I'm going to get you there in just a moment. I bet you there's some scriptures that you don't like. How about this one? Oh, early in the morning will I seek you, O oh God. Yeah, that's not a fun verse. Most people don't like that verse because they don't want to get up in the early morning hours to seek the face of God. You don't like some of those verses. And there's something about saying, well, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. There's something about saying that that says, and listen to me carefully, that says, makes me want to go, that's just not fair. Because the person who's lazy shouldn't make as much money as the one who works. That's just how it is. But we have that unfairness. It's built into who we are because it's actually a reflection of the, the justice of God that there's, that there needs to be justice. But if you've ever been around, uh, the, the concept of being fair is with us since we were children. Have you ever been around an environment where there's a lot of children and not heard? Well, that's not fair. How about this one? They got more than I got. Do you know what my, my way to solve that when my children said, well, there's more in their cup than my cup. I just took a drink out of both of them and made them even. Come on, amen. Do you see, life's not fair. Christianity should teach you that life's not fair because a God who deserved nothing but good came and died for people who deserve nothing but death. Life's not fair. Life's not about being fair. So th there's something about this passage that really messes with our mind and, and we don't understand because we, we're looking for fairness, but there's no fairness in this. And at the root of this parable, it's not an unfair principle, but the truth that we need to grasp is this, that the kingdom of heaven is not about what I can take, but rather about what I can give. The kingdom of heaven is about what I can bring into this atmosphere. It's not about whether or not a song touched me. It's about whether or not I pushed in and touched God in the middle of that song. It's not whether or not whether the word affected me. It's whether or not I created the atmosphere around myself that caused the word to be a fertile ground for others. And whenever you come to God's house and you have the attitude, Jesus is spinning it around. He says, it's not about you. It's about you putting your focus on the Father. And when you get your focus on the Father, you help others get their focus there also. Amen. And it changes everything. We should not leave a service trying to de determine what I got out of that service, but rather what did I invest in helping others connect with God? See, this parable is spinning the way we look at things on their axis. It's saying that God works on a different principle. Jesus was addressing this self-focused lifestyle, this selfish way of living. And I love what he says in Matthew chapter 20, verse number 26. I love how it begins. He says, but among you, watch this, it will be... Let's try that again. Jesus says, among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be, a, must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first has to start last. Whoever starts last is going to end up going to be in the first place in this, this new kingdom of heaven. And so what does that even mean? 
Well, at the core of this parable, I want you to understand the greatest truth at the core of this parable before we get into what I want you to see today. But the greatest truth is this, that no matter how hard you have worked, whether you have worked or not worked, no matter how long you have lived for Christ or whether you are a recent convert, listen to me carefully, there are no levels of salvation. You are either saved or not. I want you to get that. You're either walking with Jesus or you're not. You're not, well, I'm kind of saved. No, you're either saved or you're not saved. But just because somebody's been saved longer than you doesn't make them more saved than you. They have just been walking in the light longer than you. And they just know how to walk in the light. And it's important that you begin to understand that because the ground is level at the foot of the cross. No one gets a leg up. Once you trust in Christ, you're now responsible to learn how to walk in the light. And what was funny about this was they did something that the church does today. Watch this carefully. They began to judge their work efforts by the others who were getting there. I've been doing this longer. I'm going to get a better reward than you. I don't sin like you do. I'm preaching truth. You know what happened to them when they showed up? They were shocked. They were shocked. Can I just tell you right now, heaven's going to be full of surprises. Some of you are going to be like... I didn't know you were going to be here. And they're going to be, well, I knew you weren't going to be here. Come on now, man. (laughs) But listen to me carefully. When they got their eyes, listen to me, when they got their eyes comparing themselves against others that were there in the vineyard, what happened? They became angry and they became ungrateful. Listen to me. Listen to me. We lose our gratitude when we compare ourselves to others. If I don't have time to finish this message, I'm going to finish this point. I don't deserve to be here. I'm a flawed man who has no right to stand and tell anyone how to live. But I do not stand on my own accord. I come to you and not in my name, but in the name of the one who never failed. In the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In the name of the righteous God of this universe. And here's what I want you to understand. When I begin to compare myself against you, I begin to lose my gratitude. And as I lose my gratitude, it becomes self-worship. It becomes idolatry. I'm preaching truth now. But when I realize that the only reason I'm here is Jesus, everything changes. Now, I know I'm not shouting the way that I normally shout when I preach, but I'm preaching truth. You see, there are families of those who were, who were invited to work would have been just as hungry as those that, that came later if they hadn't been invited to work. And honestly, there's so many ways and so many things that we can take from this passage, but, but here's what I want you to see what God's really saying to us today as I'm trying to bring this to, to a wrap-up place today. Jesus says you will be different. We're not going to succeed by fighting for the front of the line or by pushing our way to the best seats in the building. If we really want to grow in God, listen to me carefully, 
We're going to have to stop comparing ourselves and our children to others and stop trying to see whether we measure up or they measure up. We're going to have to stop that and we're going to have to make one determination that we're going to come in last. And then as we come in last, everything's going to be different. We must take a mindset that I'm going to serve first. Instead of focusing on my refreshing, I'm going to become a conduit of refreshing to others. Instead of just trying to receive a blessing, I want to be a blessing. Can I get an amen for that? Jesus is saying that the world says work harder, show up earlier, take what belongs to you, but God says you're going to serve your way to a better place. Now I want you to get this truth because it's going to be one of the greatest I've said to you all year. Get ready to write this down. Get ready. If we are not engaged, not adding value, we will feel disconnected and undervalued. I'm trying to tell you how to live for God. Some of you, the devil's telling you they don't care if you're there, that you're not getting anything even out of this church. And here's the truth that God has sent me with this weekend, that God is speaking to your heart and to your soul that you need to engage in the process of helping others connect to God. Because when you engage in the process of helping others connect to God, you're going to realize that you might be the only one that can. And you have a value. You see... You're never going to grow more spiritually than when you're helping others to grow more spiritually. That's discipleship. You're not waiting until you're perfect, but you're engaging in the kingdom of God right where you are. Now listen to me. I should not be judging myself against what others are doing, but I should make sure to pay attention to what I am doing for God and for others. I know that I have a word from God today. First service, this sermon preached like butter. Second service, it preached like sandpaper. And this service, I don't really know what to describe. I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning and started fighting Satan at 3 o'clock this morning. This has probably been one of our most distracted services that we've had this year. And as a young pastor, that would have taken me one direction, but now with this gray hair... I'm going to take you another direction with that. It means that God has sent a message for somebody today. That if the devil has been telling you that, that nobody loves you and nobody needs you and nobody will miss you, that the reality is the opposite. That God wants you to engage in his purposes. And there's some people that I want to celebrate in just a moment, and this service is going to be a thing of the past. But you're never going to grow more than when you're helping other people grow. There's a man in this church. When he came into the church, he had very little spiritual background. He didn't have a clue how to serve God. And I watched him come into the church, and I watched him get saved. And, and, and I'll never forget, I was just a young man, and I'll never forget that it was, it was about six or eight months later, and I got to looking at this guy's life, and I realized something about his life. This guy was more mature than most of the people who'd been in the church for 10, 20, 30 years. And I was like, how do you get more mature in six to eight months than somebody does in 10 or 20 or 30 years? And, and then I realized what he was doing. This man said, I don't know the Bible, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to start teaching the children. And he and his wife started teaching the children. And as they started teaching the children the Bible stories, you know what they had to do? They had to learn the Bible stories before they could teach them to the kids. And as they were learning the Bible stories to teach them to the kids, see, some of you think your world's falling apart and you're looking for the answers, and I'm trying to give you the answers 
answers today. Jesus said, spin it all around. Stop thinking about what you need to do to fix yourself and go help somebody else. Go, go, go start serving somebody else. Because when you're willing to be the last one, you go, Pastor Don, what does this have to do with being last? Well, let me just read these, these words to you because I, I'll get this all true. I want to talk about some people who are last. I want to talk about some people that were here before the sun rose this morning who were getting ready so that we might worship. They, I want to talk about some people that, that came and got on their faces before God to create an atmosphere in prayer. I want to talk to you about some people that are coming in last because they're greeting people until after the tur- church service starts. I want to talk to you about some people that are coming in way last because they're trying to help some people park their cars. And you're going, Pastor Don, what does that have to do with anything? God sees that they're coming in last. And God says, I'm going to move you to a better place. Amen. Uh, there's some people who are missing part of the service because they're ushering or they're securing or they're running cameras or they're, they're doing the media team. There's some people who go home last because they clean up after our children or they close up and cut off the lights and lock the doors. Listen to me. When you are willing to be last, you are actually moving to the front of the line. God has sent me with a pastoral message today to say to you and that we have had to fight hell to get. Can I tell you why that happened? Because the truth is wanting to set somebody free. Stop feeling like you're a spectator in the things of God. Stop saying, well, those people this and those people that and those people hurt me and those people did this and shake all that junk off and become the people of the living God who help others find Jesus and it changes everything changes at all because if my attention is over there it can't be up here stand with me today that's today's word from pastor don allen to help you get real with god fall in love with him all over again and live out your destiny now to learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at war hill join us online at warhill.com then join us in worship at one of our north georgia locations service times are sundays at 8 15 9 30 and 11 a.m where you will find real love now